0: Hello, friends. It's me, Mike. I'm back in the house. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, sorry it took so long. I have been a little bit busy. I moved. I uh, went to Texas for a week for a wedding. And basically, just, that's an excuse, so stop letting me make excuses. Tweet at me. Your friend, Mike L., or on Facebook, wherever the case is. So <clears throat> we're gonna go into my ninth grade year. Uh but before that I gotta give a shout out to Holly. One of my little business buddies holding me accountable a lot. And uh, she also left a review on iTunes. So I appreciate that, Holly. Maybe get your husband to do it. <laughs> I uh, always ask him for more. I can't be satisfied. Typical. Uh, anyways, I appreciate that. If you guys want to support the podcast, go over to theartofgrowth.com. And there's a couple things you could do there for me. Or you can also leave a review on iTunes and I'll give you a, a little thank you. So I'm going into my ninth grade year, sounds like, is where I left off. And. So that's Anoka High School in Minnesota here. <clears throat> and the main thing I remember about it is uh being really scrawny <laughs> and uh trying to play football. So I wanted to play running back and anywhere on defense. I didn't really know. I just know that I wanted to play running back. But we had a really uh a kid that hit growth spurt right before me his name was Zach Swarczyndruber and he ended up being the starting tailback and I was his backup but I did end up being on uh, the starting corner uh, at 120 pounds I was the announced the starter at the the weak side corner anyways none of that really matters but what matters is I was the first corner in the history <laughs> of uh... actually I don't know anything about the history but i was required to wear a neck roll if you guys know what those are uh, they're a a big pad that goes behind your helmet when you tackle people uh... i was a little bit crazy mostly angry and i would just try to kill everybody that i tackled so they're like billstrom i think you should wear a neck roll uh... Um, and I looked ridiculous because I was pretty scrawny, but I had this big-ass neck roll, and I played corner. <laughs> so when when receivers lined up out there with me, they were like, what in the fuck? I guess I looked a little bit, probably, intimidating, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, uh, but so I finally get announced the, st- the starting position, and then, of course, as normal, we have to move for some reason my mom decides to move up to Little Falls and at that time Anoka was the most populated high school in the state of Minnesota uh, just a huge population of kids I think the graduating class was like 12 1500 something like that and uh, now I go to Little Falls which each class is about 300 so I'm just pissed off at the world first I'm pissed that there's way less girls Obviously, ninth grade that's pretty much the focus uh but one thing I was extremely excited about was at Little Falls High School. You got to wear a hat, and i I was really insecure about my hairline at that point because my <laughs> at fifteen I had the hairline of a forty five year old so uh luckily, it hasn't gotten too much worse since then, but uh the kids used to pick on me like crazy. Uh they said I'd be bald by the time I got out of high school which thank god I it didn't happen but uh it's weird how those little insecurities would just drive you nuts so I got to wear a hat and I got to wear it backwards of course and I actually I remember that's where I met one of my best friends Pat Krebs in history class I made a comment because this asshole had like 36 different hats and he'd wear a different one every single day of the week I was like, "Dude, how many hats do you have?" And little did I know that sparked a huge friendship, and I'm still friends with him to this day. Uh, one of my one of my rare, really close friends. Uh, he's actually in jail right now, but that's a different story. And hopefully, uh, he can get that shit together. So I get settled in, and uh, you know, playing football. I'm starting to. You know, feel relaxed in the school. I'm really, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit more confident, uh, which is still not confident at all. But I get to wear a hat and cover up my, my hair, so that takes, takes away just one little insecurity for the, the daily grind of being an insecure kid. Um, and I remember being pissed off there wasn't that many girls in the school compared to where I came from. But there, there was this one girl, her name was Miranda, I know her name is Miranda Motes. Anyways, she was a tall, blonde girl, and I remember my strategy was to just stare at her like a creep <laughs> all day long. I don't think I ever said a word to her. Uh, I didn't really have a crush, but I was like, "Man, this girl's hot compared to a lot of the girls in the school." Uh, not that women are objects, but you know, when you're going through puberty, it's pretty much all you think about. So, any any guy can relate. Probably women at some point too. Uh, and then as soon as I start to get comfortable, I can't remember at what point in the year, but we moved back down to Anoka. Who knows why? I think my my stepdad and mom started getting back together, or whatever the case was, and my mom got pregnant again, and so I'm back in Anoka, and so I come back to Anoka, and pretty much, um, I was football was over, so I just went to school, did the normal normal thing, and. I remember I got to give a uh, a thanks to Jeremy Cabani because I remember back in those days to get a little bit of peace after football practice, he would invite me over to his house and we'd, his mom would cook dinner, and we'd have sit-down dinners, like at a table and stuff. I never really – we didn't do that at all in our family. Our family was, uh, here's here's some food, heat it up yourself, or if, uh, if they did make dinner, it would be like, Here's the food. All right, grab a plate. Go eat it wherever you feel like it. So not not that closeness, but it was kind of cool because we'd sit there and we'd just talk. And then after that, we'd watch Seinfeld. You know, just basic, basic stuff that uh, kids that grew up like I did don't really get to experience. So I uh, appreciate that, Jeremy. I've thanked you in person uh, as an adult, but just here publicly thanks man I appreciate it and so now going in the 10th grade all right the only thing I remember is is sports because sports kind of gave me that that opportunity to to make friends because if you're good on the team it doesn't really matter your background because everyone had everyone has pads on if you make a good play you get rewarded uh... So that pretty much opened my eyes to a lot of different things in life like uh setting goals. I remember and this is when I f- officially started setting goals. I didn't do it like smart or anything. I'm just like okay, I'm going to make the football team. I'm going to be the starter, you know, things like that and and you know, eventually after my hard work and sacrifice I was able to to be announced the starting uh, starting cornerback again in 10th grade for Anoka. And now I'm ready to roll. But guess what happens? Yep, we move again. <laughs> in the middle of the season, we moved to uh, actually the middle of training camp. We moved to Little Falls again. Like, what in the fuck, Mom? You guys can't figure it out? You just keep moving back and forth? I can't f- handle this shit. And this time, I'm I'm guarded because, okay, I joined the football team again, and I'm doing well, And, but I never know if I'm going to move again. But I get to wear my hat, so I have a little more confidence. Uh, it turns out that we do end up staying there my whole sophomore year, And you know things are going well. I made the football team. I actually uh, made varsity as a tenth grader in this little town because, I mean, there's just wasn't a ton of kids that played football in this little town. You know, they rather everyone was more about partying and stuff like that. So I'm starting to get recognition as a football player. Uh, made the varsity towards the end of the year, not starting as a, you know, a, a defensive or offensive player, but I was able to play special teams like kickoff, kick return, stuff like that, and that felt good because you got to hang out with the older guys, and I started looking up to, you know, some of the, the juniors and sen- seniors that were really good, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be like that guy, you know. Kind of like a, a mentor from a distance, even though like I didn't really want to be anything like them. I just wanted to be as good as them. So I started to learn the process of hard work, setting goals, stuff like that. But I'm still super insecure and, and angry. And anger actually helped me, you know, through football, my entire uh, career, if you can call it a career, and. So, I'm starting to, starting to fit in, and and my friend, Justin Graff, uh, we became friends on the football team, and then he just randomly started, he saw how I was living, you know, not that I was living bad, because I've been through way worse, but he came over to my to my place, which was this place called Meadow Ridge in Little Falls, basically, it's like the uh, government housing in the little town, a lot of drugs going on, a lot of poverty mindset, a lot of women that just like to beat the shit out of their kids, you know, stuff like that. And he comes over a couple times and just to hang out for a few minutes. And instantly he gets flicked off by my little brother TJ. He just gives him the finger. TJ is like two years old. <laughs> my mom's like threatening to kill me if I don't do something she wants me to do. And then uh, eventually he's just like, hey, let's go. And he uh, he's a little bit... Just a, a few months older, I think. So he got his license and was able to drive around. And so we just cruise around in his car. We'd go over to his house. We'd, you know, we just started hanging out. And I was able to escape my situation for a little bit. And so I appreciate that. Justin, he, he'd always, we'd always wrestle and he just beat the shit out of me. Cause he was like, at this point, I was 135 pounds. He was probably like, I don't know, 190 pounds. And he would just wrestle me and just beat the shit out of me. So thanks for all those ass kickings, Justin. I think we're about the same size now, so we could probably redo it if you want to uh, and see how that goes down. (laughs) Um, So at this point, you know, I'm, I'm probably the happiest I've ever been in my life because I'm starting to fit in. I'm starting to develop a few friendships here and there. But my mom, you know, she's doing better, but she still finds a way to get in trouble, right? She started hanging out with this girl named Amy, I believe, and she would disappear for, like, three, four days. No idea where she's at, but at this point, right, like, no problem. I'm 15. I'd rather, as long as I know you're safe, I'd rather not have my mom there, Um, besides when I have to take care of my little brother, TJ, which was, he was young at this time, two years old, three years old, something like that, so that was kind of a pain in the ass at that time, uh, but you don't really have a choice. If your mom's not there, you'd just take care of these youngsters. Uh, Phil kind of did his own thing. He, he was always getting in trouble, and for those of you that don't remember, he was my, uh, the brother that's only two and a half years younger than me, so. He's doing his own thing. He's he's telling people to kiss his ass and <laughs> trying to fight teachers and so he's out constantly getting kicked out of school. And uh for once I'm trying not to get kicked out of school, but of course I do. I get in a few fights and I get kicked out. And then um we go into the summer between 10th grade and 11th grade. A lot of good memories in this summer. Yeah, a lot of good memories in this summer because I finally have a group of kids I can hang out with, and <clears throat> you know I'm still kind of the weird guy, I guess you could say. <laughs> but it was we had a, a lot of good times. We'd go to like abandoned farmhouses and stuff. But oh yeah, one more thing in tenth grade, uh, we had this quarterback named Mario Filippi, and we're having a what do they call it, like a homecoming. Where they announce all the people that are going to be playing that night or whatever, and he gave me my one of my first official nicknames, and ah, fuck it, I'll just say it <laughs> anyways, he said, so we're they're announcing people, and they're like number twenty four King Cobra, and I had no idea what the hell he's talking about, so I hesitantly jog out there. And I was like, okay, obviously they wrote down the wrong name on the sheet. My name is not King Cobra. I have no idea what he's talking about. Anyways, that nickname stuck with me all through high school and somehow became larger than life. Anyways, it's a little bit inappropriate, so you guys just use your imagination on that one. Um uh, <laughs> well, I'll just move on Okay, so a lot of good memories that summer Swimming, haunted houses, etc home, home life is on and off, you know uh, I'm getting in trouble Whatever the case is I get a, I, When I turn 15, I finally can get some jobs So I'm starting to make a little bit of money here and there And of course, what, what's the first thing I do? Every paycheck I get, I try to spend on clothes So I can fit in feel good about myself which looking back it's, it's so funny how kids form these opinions and like try to make up for lost time you know and it, it's funny that why won't I save at this point I don't have any bills or anything so I'm you know if I could redo it I would start saving money you know but when you grow up in poverty you never like there's this subconscious mindset that You never are going to have this money again, so you better get exactly what you want right now. Uh, There's an interesting study about that called the Marshmallow Test. Look it up if you guys want to learn something about how growing up in poverty will shift your mindset and and, um, hurt your willpower because there's always this urgency to to get what you can right now. Uh, Look into that. It would be good for you guys. So, going into 11th grade, I think I'm finally starting to hit, like, finally starting to hit puberty, because I go from 135 to 155 pounds, I'm still small, and my, so my junior year, we're going, we're going into football camp, and I've been working out all summer, trying to get faster, stronger, uh, you know, etc., and... Something comes up where my mom says, I am moving back to Anoka. And I had refused. At this time, I was furious. I finally had friends. I was finally fitting in. I wasn't getting as much trouble as I normally do, but no way in hell am I moving. And it turns out that I was able to move out at some point. Point. I can't remember exactly when it was I was a little bit older So I, We made the decision that I was going to stay When I was 15 And <clears throat> I just turned 16 At some point <laughs> In the summer August I think uh, My timing is a little bit messed up But anyways We decided that I was going to stay when I was 15, and I officially moved out like five or six days after I turned 16, and I ended up staying with this neighbor girl who was like a 23-year-old. Her name is Leah Dryling. so Leah, thanks. I appreciate that. Even though life was a little bit crazy at that point, your life was as well, and I see from social media that it's calmed down, but... wasn't the best situation, but I was paying $400 a month for a room. And the situation wasn't the best, but I was able to uh, work a couple of different jobs, pay rent, go to football, barely stay eligible for sports with my grades and stuff. And um, I think that's where we'll leave off. So looking back, it was a good time, but it was also like trying to discover yourself and like looking back, you have all these insecurities that uh, after 10, a decade of work on myself that I do not care at all about. It's kind of funny. Uh, So I hope you guys have a good day and I will talk to you soon. Hold me accountable because it's not the, it's not the easiest thing to just fire up this microphone and start talking about random stuff. So, I'll see you on the web. Go to theartofgrowth.com. Check out there. Follow the Art of Growth on Facebook. uh, Your friend, Mike L, M-I-K-E-L, on Instagram. And I'll see you around, suckers. Hey, you thought I was done, didn't you? Anyways, the lessons I've learned from... Those years was do not creep on girls, do not care about your hairline, uh, set goals, work hard, try not to go to jail, and at some point you have to draw the line when you're sick of people uh, just uprooting your life every few months or whatever. So I decided to stay. You guys, as adults, can make decisions. So draw your line in the sand, whatever is important to you. All right, I'm out for real this time. See ya.